What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on, on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, you can find us on the Five Reasons YouTube channel and lots of other content there. You can also find us on Playback. If you want to watch a stream with us, comment with us. Yesterday on one of the games, it just turned into like a, a, you know a trip down NBA memories and all the rest of this stuff. We do everything on Playback. Come hang out with us. It's playback.tv backslash 5RSN. We changed the URL. It's playback.tv backslash 5RSN, the number 5RSN. And we will actually be doing playback off the Heat Bucks game two. So join us uh, Wednesday night for that game. Also check out 5reasonsports.com. Spell that one out. And check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. That includes U-Break, Wheel Fix. And I know a lot of people should be reaching out to them now. I reached out to Mark this week because we know what's going on in Broward County, even some of Dade County with the flooding and all this, the roads are in terrible shape. So what happens? Your wheels get damaged, right? Or just sometimes you just park too close to a sidewalk curb if you can't parallel park, which is like me. Go to ubreakwheelfix.com. This is your complete automotive wheel solution. They can refinish your wheels to look like new. They can repair them. They got the powder coating and all that, but also they can just make them look really nice. Okay. If you want to get the Dolphins colors, the Canes colors, any of the heat colors. We know the heat have about 55 colors. Give your ride a new look. You break wheelfix.com. Reach out to Mark and his team. 305-748-0112. That's 305-748-0112. Or you break wheelfix.com. You also can see everything that they do over there on Instagram and at you break wheelfix. So it's you break wheelfix.com. 305-748-0112. Based in North Miami. And now, today's episode. Uh, 
uh, not sure who listened to the episode specifically, but he hears all the noise. He called me in training camp. He eats everything. He uses it for fuel. Welcome he sees everything that's on Twitter. And he said himself that the real disappointment for him is he knew that his season was going to be evaluated based on what he did in the postseason, not the regular season. And, of course, his postseason has been cut short, and he's probably not going to play again in this postseason. No matter how far the heat go, we'll see, but certainly out for the rest of the series with two broken fingers. We'll get into a little bit of that today because we have to as we preview this. But I wanted to do something a little bit big picture instead of so much of an X's and O's podcast, which is that the Miami Heat have surprised people. They've gone into Milwaukee. They've won game one. Giannis did not practice today, although he is expected to play. Mike Budenholzer said he was optimistic that there would be enough time for him to play on Wednesday. So that's a pretty good indication. They're down 1-0. I would anticipate that he plays. But there's the bigger picture thing here of like, are the Miami Heat the right type of team to pull this kind of upset? Because there have only been five eight seeds in NBA history that have won a first round series. And the Heat, and we'll get into it, but the Heat don't really fit the profile of any of them. They're all a little bit different kind of in how they came into the playoffs, how much of an underdog they were coming into the series and how good the number one seed was. But I'll just go to you on this, Greg, because you've completely, well, before we get into the specifics of the one, eight matchups in the past that have swung towards the eight seed, you have all of a sudden swung your attitude on this series. Yeah. I, it's funny. I, it's one game, right. And probably I should calm down as you advised prior to us starting this show because it is just one game, but I'm a little interested to see what they look like with Giannis and how effective he could be with that back. He also before the back is, was dealing with a wrist injury. Um, and so to me, I feel like that's such a huge factor. It changes everything in this series. And then the other part of it, and it's more about why I think this team actually can make a run. It's, uh, you know, when you see Jimmy lock into playoff mode, if Giannis saying right and Jimmy is all the way right, I just feel like that's an interesting recipe. So on what is really a really tragic scenario surrounding Tyler in terms of that he's not getting to play, they're losing such a huge piece of the offense you normally would say, okay, well, now it's done. But because of Giannis, the uncertainty around Giannis, I just feel like if he has to go out and he's not 100% and Bam's guarding him, if they shoot well enough, Ethan, it could turn around. But obviously, I'm sunshine pumping today. Before we get into historical references for this, Alex, give me the one single. You can only pick one. I know you're going to tell me it's a tough question, but don't dance around and give me 12 and then pick one. Just come up with one here. One thing that you think if the heat do this throughout oh. the series i I'm, I'm giving you time i'm delaying the actual asking of the question here i'm gonna i'm gonna meander a little bit it gives you time to think about it if i never give greg the hard questions if you could think of one one factor more than any other okay that would allow the heat to pull what would be a monumental upset i mean they were there milwaukee was a 93 percent uh, pick in Vegas. If you go by the odds, they were basically 800. Uh, it was basically, it, it, it was basically eight to one. Okay. It was about 90%, 90, 92% uh, that they would win this series. Okay. The odds have shifted a little bit, but not that much. It's still, the bucks are still heavy favorites. You got one factor. I gave you enough time. What would it be? Well, look, I think if you had to make me pick one, which is what you're doing here. Uh, yes, it is what I'm doing. Go ahead. One that weighs the most here is the shot making. And I think game one was a perfect example of that. Like, I think, you know, we spent so much time this season talking about how this team has to, you know, the blueprint, right? And how they have to win in the margins. Um, 
with the the rebounds, the defensive rebounds, the, the forcing turnovers, scoring points in transition. Um, all of that is really important, and all of that is very effort and focus based. And I think the Heat, you know, for as much as they they faltered there, we've kind of been expecting them to to flip the switch as far as the focus and the sharp, you know, being sharp on everything you do, executing the game plan to a T. And we kind of saw it in game one, but game one, they didn't necessarily win the margins. They got out rebounded by two. Um, they they did better in the fast break than the Bucks did, but the turnover battle was basically even because of the because of the turnovers that the Heat had and their their own offensive fouls. The reason that they won that game by so much and that cushion outside of you know Giannis being out was their shot making. They 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 got their threes right. They they scored sixty percent from three. They didn't do it on a crazy amount or anything. They just hit the shots that you know, were given to them. They did a really good job at the rim and they did a really good job in the mid range. So the fact that they did really well from uh, the rim and at, and from three on the kind of low ish volume that they got, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing right there. If you're asking me to pick one, it's the shot making. If they can keep up that shot making while making sure that the bucks don't get too hot because we know how, how much they want to shoot and how the heat will let them shoot. I think that's the biggest factor. I, I just think most of it has to do with, uh, being perfect because the margin for error is so low, and especially now with Tyler gone, that it's hard to pick one. But the shot making, I think, from game one was a perfect example of how that can kind of, um, I think, transcend everything else that we're talking about. Because their game plan was on point and they executed, but they didn't dominate in the margins. They dominated with their shot making and the Bucks not getting hot from three. All right. So to that end, and I agree with you, but the problem is, of course, that without Tyler for the remainder of the series as as one of their better shot makers – it's going to become even harder. Uh, a couple stats that came up from for, from the first game, and then we'll go back in history a little bit. I went the, the play-in games are not included for whatever reason because they don't really count. They didn't really happen uh, according to Basketball Reference and others. But this was the fastest pace that the Heat played at the entire season, according to the metrics that are on Basketball Reference. It was the fifth highest offensive rating. So fastest pace. Fifth highest offensive rating. I test told you that if you watch the game, we were commenting on that on playback from the very beginning that they were trying to push pace. It held up for the entire game and their shooting percentages were the highest that they've been in several categories for the entire season. So whatever we want to say, and this is Greg, why I come back to this, that it's an outlier game in a lot of different ways. And now you don't have Tyler hero. So let's put this into some more historical context here because to me, if you're going to pull off this kind of upset, first thing, you've got to have a guy go totally ballistic uh, as as your star player. We saw that, okay, in, in, in this first game. But there's other things you need. So let, let me go through some of the previous instances. Uh, we're going to go back in time a little bit where eight seeds upset one seeds. And there's a bit of an asterisk on the first two. So here's the asterisk. They were only playing best of five early on. So... The Nuggets, uh, which I remember exactly where I was, enjoyed Myrtle Beach. It was right after college, 1994. That's how old I am. The Nuggets overcame a 2-0 series deficit to Sun the Supersonics, not even in existence anymore, in a best of five. Uh, Robert Pack scored 23 points off the bench. Bison Deli, the late Bison Deli. Uh, formerly Brian Williams, had 17 points and 19 rebounds, and Takemi Matumbo pulled down 15 boards in a decisive Game 5. I can tell you how that one was portrayed. It was portrayed as a choke by the Sonics, um, that they were the yes. better team, but that they just choked, <laughs> essentially. Uh, that's the way it was portrayed. The second one, and then we'll comment on both of these together, and then I'll get to the best sevens later, 
is the one that I know we're more familiar with, which is 1999. Hate to do this to everybody. The Knicks knocked off off the top seeded heat in five games. This is coming from a story on magic.com, by the way, it was the easiest way for me to find all of it because uh, they've been the eight seed a lot. Uh, Allen Houston hit a game winning runner. Probably. Is that Greg? Would you say that's the most heartbreaking shot against the heat in Miami heat history? I would say so. Yes. I think that it's pretty safe, pretty safe bet. What would be even top three? We'll be there with that. There, It probably could go, it could end up being misses more than it would be makes. Um, well, wet, Weatherspoon missing, right? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's like a play that I know sticks out, but like daggers that took you out of series, there aren't a ton of them. Like that was really a rip your heart out moment. I'll never forget. I sat in my seat in the Miami arena. I was center court of the upper bowl until the whole arena was completely empty because it was just so deflating. And that Knicks team though, was a better than an eighth seed yes. type team. Yes. And um, they were only that way because of injuries. I forgot who specifically was out. That Ewing. Ewing that was Ewing. out the whole damn year. No. Yeah, it, it it was Ewing, and that's part of what I want to get to here. Not that Tyler Hero was Ewing, but that was a a a weird first thing. It was a weird circumstance for a bunch of reasons. First thing, it's a best of five series, which you don't have anymore. Okay, so the better team is going to win more often in a seven game series than a five game series because there's simply more sample size. There's more time for the better team to figure things out. Right. Okay. I mean, you got to be the better team four times, but the other thing is that was a 50 game season, like a 50 game season. And the heat only finished, even though they finished, you know, one seed versus eight seed, they only finished six games ahead of the Knicks and the Knicks had injuries, as you mentioned, and they also had just put that group together that year, the Houston Sprewell group. That was a new group with Camby. And then Patrick got hurt. And, you know, this led to Bill Simmons's whole Ewing theory that other guys step up and sometimes you're better without your best player or one of your star players. But you're, those teams were not that different. That was like a, I don't want to say it was a four or five series, but it was kind of like a two versus three seed series. In a second more round, so yeah. than a one <laughs> versus eight series. This is not that. This yeah. is not that. You're right. Okay. You're right. Okay, so that wasn't comparable. And again, the Nuggets had some guys who just played at a level they never played at again. Robert Pack, who was a, a good sort of borderline starting point guard in the NBA, he never played again or before like he played in that series against the Sonics. Okay, so as you look at those two series, is there anything we can draw from from this one at all? I don't think so. Okay, see, I don't think so either. All right, so let's, let's go forward uh, a little bit here. And is in our history lesson, 2007, the Mavericks came in with Dirk Nowitzki, uh, who won the MVP that year, I believe. Um, and they were they were title favorites. They won 60 something games. They played a 40 something win Golden State team that had really good guard play: uh, Baron Davis, Stephen Jackson, and Jason Richardson, all of whom averaged 20 points in that series. And they beat the Mavericks in six. Um, I guess the Giannis equivalent is Dirk here, or the Dirk equivalent is Giannis. And Dirk had a down series. He only averaged 19 and a half on 36% shooting in that series. So I guess the comp to be drawn here is control Giannis. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's I think that is the easiest answer. And I think game one was a real, I think, kind of blueprint game for how you do that. I think the fact that we didn't have to go, I, I'm as a Heat fan, I would be really 
happy with the fact that we didn't have to go through a whole series before, or not a whole series, but, you know, two or three games before Spo adjusted, just leaving Bam on Giannis one-on-one. I was a little bit worried that since they can't match up, match up one-on-one, uh, that they will be sending two to the ball more often, keeping Bam on the back line. Um, but they're, they're keeping Bam on the back line just by having him on Giannis. And I think I'm, I don't know how to be happier than that, right? Because I think there's just so much switching that has occurred over the past couple of seasons. And like, for example, the last um, Sixer series last season, it was two or three games of um, switching onto Embiid and sending smalls and trying to make him into a passer or having to score over two small people. And I think, you know, it was kind of effective, but he was still getting to his spots. And I think once he switched it to just have Bam drop against Embiid, and have him contain, have the guard uh, fight over the screen, and I think play that way to limit the big, to limit the big man. It's, I think that's the way to go personally. I think the Heat have the personnel to do it between Gabe, between Caleb. You know, obviously Jimmy is an All NBA defender. I think Kyle is a good help defender, and I think he's probably going to look better uh, on that end than he did during a lot of the regular season. So I, I think they have the guys to do it. Um, and look. I think that's the way to go. So I think they kind of have something here. And I was trying to look up the the stats there for how Giannis performed against the Heat in the bubble series because I kind of wanted to kind of wanted to compare it to the Dirk stuff, but I wasn't able to find it in time there. I just think there is no stopping Giannis, but having a guy like Bam on him, you know, you do everything you can to keep him on there. Of course, there's going to be plenty of actions and screens thrown around. The Heat are probably still going to switch some stuff here and there, specifically when Giannis is off the floor. They'll probably go, you know, back to that. But they have the blueprint to stop Giannis, and it's all about Bam. So I, I do think there is something to be drawn there. Like, you have to have that game plan first. Obviously, everything else has got to go your way. But I think they found what they're going to do there to stop Giannis in that in that game. And so that's where some of the comps are to that series. I think the differences are, and I remember watching that series vividly. What, what, did, they call, what did they call that Warriors team? They had a nickname for that Warriors team. I can't even remember. Uh, it's been so long. Um, and that was, again, the word. Which one? Which was it? The We Believe Warriors. That's right. We, we believe. believe. Right. And and they had, and but here's what they had. So, okay. So if you can replicate the rest of it. They had, again, they had elite guard play during that series. Um, I don't know who the Baron Davis is on this team <laughs> because, because he was tremendous. Uh, and, and they had athleticism. They were kind of small, but they also had an electric crowd. I mean, that Warriors crowd, this is pre- Steph, and they it's always like the Kings crowd. It very similar. It reminds me of it. it. And they hadn't been in the playoffs in a while. Like people kind of look at Golden State now, like they've been this perennial powerhouse. But after the run TMC era, um, they had some issues after that, and they didn't make the playoffs for a bunch of years. And this was a huge surprise. I just don't know that the Heat have uh, the kind of guard play to pull that thing off. All right, we're going to get into two other series here, and then look ahead specifically to this game. I do want to mention. Uh, a couple more sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. First, we mentioned Prize Picks. Use that code five F I V E. I had a very good night last night. You can find some bargains on the Prize Picks board now. Things are all over the place during the playoffs, so check it out. Go to PrizePicks.com, Google Play Store, Apple App Store. Use the code five F I V E. I played that De'Aaron Fox over six assists last night. Uh, that went over, and Clay Thompson half a free throw, half a free throw. That's all you needed. He got me two. That's it. Went over last night. Use go, you, ben, you can play them under two if you want. Go to prizepix.com, use code five, get that initial deposit matched up to $100. And also, we do want to mention our friend Mark Brown. You can find him at Mark Brown, that's with a C, Mark Brown 
PA.com. He's been sponsoring our stuff all year. A big Miami Heat fan uh, as well. But what Mark could do for you, a couple things. First thing, you need an estate plan. And if you have a child, you do. Make sure – I mean, look at your child. You want you, you worked all, all your life, however long you've been working for your money. You want to go into somebody else? No. Sit down with Mark. Get yourself an estate plan like I did. It'll give you all the forms. It's not expensive. It'll go through the whole thing with you. It's markbrownpa.com, markbrownpa.com. And also, if you need a real estate attorney or you're closing, he's got a title company right there in-house. If you have a bankruptcy situation, unfortunately, he can help you out with that too. He can answer all your real estate questions. So go to markbrownpa.com. The phone number is 954-566-5678. Again, that's 954 566 Five, six, seven, eight. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, two more series here. I just, again, looking for comps, because I do think there's one here that, that fits a little bit, all right? But first, it's not this one. 2011, the Grizzlies hadn't been in the playoffs in five years, and they beat the Spurs. Um, and they beat the Spurs largely because Zach Randolph outplayed Tim Duncan. Um, little fun fact here, Shane Battier was on that uh, Grizzlies team, as was Mike Conley, Marcus Gasol, and Tony Allen, they had good defenders, and Duncan just laid an egg. He averaged uh, 12.7 points in that series. He shot 46% for the field, which was low for him. 
And so Ginobili and Parker playing to their averages uh, were not enough. And they didn't have a ton of depth on that team either. But the one that, that to me looks most similar, and this would only be if Giannis missed significant time, was 2012 where the Bulls were a one seed. And this is the last of them. Um, and Derrick Rose got hurt in the very first game. Uh, he tore his ACL in his left knee. Giannis, we don't think is going to be out for that kind of extended time. You just don't know how things are going to work with the back. And the Sixers, who had Drew Holiday and Andre Iguodala, Lou Williams, very similar team to the team that uh, lost to the Heat in the first round the year before, uh, they won that series in six games. Anything, those are a little more current, guys. Is there anything we can draw from either of those? Because those are the last two. I mean, I guess I draw this as you've now unpacked all, all of those eight seeds. This is what the Heat have that none of those teams really had. And that's a player that has proven that when he goes into the playoffs, he doesn't just increase his productivity. He like blows it out of the water. And so mm-hmm. I, I just think like the one thing with Jimmy Butler, you know how hard it is to take your regular season averages and duplicate or increase them in playoff settings. And the fact that he does what he does year over year and the bigger the stakes the bigger he plays like there's an element of the allure of jimmy butler that um i don't know that any of those eight seeds that you talked about while some of them had dynamic guard play crazy athleticism um interesting circumstances that would lead to the upsets this is a scenario where i think the heat actually have a player that when he is um at his like highest ascension point is at the level of all the other greatest players. And that's an interesting wrinkle. See, that's what I would take away too. Cause as I was looking through those five, Philly didn't have a player like him in the, in the team that beat Chicago Memphis, Zach was great. Uh, Conley's great. Gasol was great. Not at Jimmy's level of great in the postseason. Baron Davis was tremendous in that series and was a very, very good NBA player who might've been borderline hall of fame if he had stayed healthy uh, but not as consistent as Jimmy about doing this when it matters. Um, didn't have the opportunities that Jimmy had, uh, but didn't also make the most of some of those opportunities. We saw that against the Heat in the series in Dwayne's uh, rookie season. It, well, Barron had a good series, but he was basically outplayed by Dwayne Wade, who was a rookie at the time. Um, and and then you look at the other two as, as we as we go back uh, in time a little bit. I mean, Dikembe Mutombo was a Hall of Fame player, but he wasn't a put you on his back and carry you offensively type player right so so there there is i i I mean there really is no one like jimmy and you mentioned this and and i always said this about jeter in baseball because i wasn't i was a yankee fan but i wasn't as hyped on jeter as many were because he he was never as good a defensive shortstop as people made him out to be and you know i thought again his his accomplishments got blown up in a way because he was in new york if he was playing for the pittsburgh pirates not as many people would have been wearing Derek jeter jerseys but the thing, the thing about Jeter that always did impress me was his numbers stayed the same in the postseason. They didn't go up necessarily. They stayed the same. And what was always impressive to me about that is higher stakes, better pitching, right? Uh, much, much more pressure and much more time for the other team to prepare for you, for the other pitchers to prepare for you. And yet his numbers stayed the same. To me, that was a sign of greatness. With Jimmy, you hit on it. It's not just that they stay the same. They go up, and there's really only one other guy in the NBA who's like that, and it's Kawhi Leonard. And it doesn't surprise me that it was that Kawhi wanted to play with Jimmy because as far as this, I don't give a bleep attitude, two-way play, playing well in the clutch, 
I think Kawhi Leonard is the closest comp to Jimmy Butler in the entire NBA, actually. Um, and so I, I, I do think you've hit on it, Greg, that, that that is the thing here is that Jimmy is different from guys you usually see on eight seeds. The other one is the Knicks. The Knicks had, I mean, Sprewell and Allen Houston were really, really good players. Okay. And again, that, that shouldn't have been an eight seed, but I, I think you're right, Greg. I think that's, that's the difference is that Jimmy is like the hot goaltender in the Stanley cup playoffs. Like he could just carry you through a series. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think like for heat fans and particularly me, who's all of a sudden gone from, uh, feeling like this was going to be a, a short series, even though I'm saying heat and seven, because y'all know I'm dug, I'm digging my heels in there always. After that first game, when you see Jimmy come out and it actualizes as you intend, the shooting is a little bit better. Giannis is a little bit banged up and don't discount this wrist. I'm telling y'all, it's not just the back before the back even happened. He was hurting from his wrist. Um, it's just a weird series now. And so game two is going to be super fun to see how Milwaukee responds. Spo said something interesting, uh, about like, essentially he was like, he was addressing the team post game and he already went to game two and said, we're going to be hitting a hurricane in the next game, but we'll deal with that when we deal with that. And so here it comes in game two. I think he wanted to let his team know that getting one there was not enough. I think that's why he pivoted so quickly because the tendency is to let down and not only to let down uh, under all circumstances, but when you've just beaten a one seed and now you get two days off. And so the tendency is you start thinking ahead that you're not even playing at home until Saturday. So you're going from the first game Sunday and the next game at home is Saturday. And it's very easy to think, well, if we go home six days later and we're one, one and we're rested, we're good. And I I think he didn't want to give his team uh, the cushion there that a lot of teams take Alex I'll let you close here because I got one very simple question here okay I'm not going to ask you to pick through a whole bunch of things does Jimmy Butler need to outplay Giannis for the Heat to win this series probably yeah I think that's that's almost got to be the case I think that's a good point by you and sometimes like we simplify things too much not saying us specifically um although of course we're guilty of it too but um Jim, that's probably the biggest thing other than, like I said before, the shot making. I think if Jimmy can outplay Giannis and that's kind of implying that you're containing him relative to what we know he can do, um, I think that's probably the best way to start, right? And we know that that's going to involve Bam more than anybody else, but it's a team game as well because, of course, we know how much they they like to help. They still were keeping with their kind of wall, building the wall, the wall principles on defense, Um but it's Bam's job. And I think Bam is really equipped to do that. It sucks that um he had that hip stuff going on at the end of the season. I'm not sure how he's feeling when it comes to that anymore, but obviously he's going to have to be in great physical shape to take on that matchup. I think just more often than any other matchup he's had to take on um in a playoff series, because you know, that the first bubble series, that wasn't his primary matchup the entire time. Although he definitely had, um, his looks on him. I'm sure it was, I mean, it was kind of a similar thing in the 2021 Bucks series. It's Bam's job. And I, I think he did a great job in that Embiid series last year, proving that, you know, him plus a smart team defense, who's not doing too much. It can do a lot to contain a team's best player. And we've seen Bam do it before. He's not going to shut down Giannis, but that is the best way to do it. We know that Jimmy, like you guys have been talking about, can elevate his game to another level. Right. And so that's, that is what 
I think separates the Heat from those other um, AFCs, even though, you know, the, what was it, the 99 heat, uh, Knicks had Ewing. And I think the other comparison would be the Grizzlies, since they kind of had a core that uh, was very, very competitive and got uh, pretty far uh, throughout that era. But like you guys were talking about, Jimmy has set himself apart a bit. Now, we know the, um, you know, we know the issues when it comes to this team and its roster construction and how much they have to fight through um, lack of size and other things and just how hard it's going to be to match up for this team. I mean, against this team for the rest of the series, but they've done it before. And I think Bam is a special type of defender who can do it again and do it on, I think on a higher volume and higher level than he did in the past. And I think like pulling up that bubble series, um, Giannis's numbers were not like off or anything, but they were definitely, I think a step below his typical average. He, he averaged just under 23 um, points, 13 rebounds, seven assists. He did it on kind of a two-to-one turnover. I mean, assist to turnover ratio, which is obviously very good for the Heat. And he did it shooting 45% from the field. Like, that's as good as it's going to get from Giannis. And I think um, Bud, the Bucks, and Giannis have obviously all grown and changed since then in different ways. And so it's it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. The Heat obviously have a different roster. But, but that's kind of the blueprint. You stop Giannis as much as you can, make everything hard as possible for him, Nothing at the rim. Keep Bam on him for as much as you can. And then kind of make sure that, you know, their shot making isn't awful. Right? You got to make sure that their shot making isn't awful and that the Bucks shot making, it's just, you know, you have to keep that contained as well. Because for all the wall stuff and for all the open shots, I think the Heat show their defensive potential when they're recovering out to those threes that they're giving up by game plan. Right? Like, if these guys are taking wide open um, set your feet, stare at the rim for a second before you take a three. I think that's usually a, a pretty good signifier of the Heat's effort or maybe lack of cohesion and scrambling all over the place. But game one was a perfect example of what they can do when they're all kind of on the same page. And so I, I think it involves a lot of defensive discipline, getting back out in the recovery, and, man, Jimmy Butler's going to have to do it again. What I love about this whole thing with Jimmy is how completely unbothered he is. Like he's on Instagram going to it, – it's funny. Heat fans get all in their feelings when they see that. Like Jimmy's not concentrating on the game, right, and all this. And and then he comes out and he drops 35. Uh, you know, he, he's going to country music concerts. Playing board games with his trainer. Right. I mean, it's just like Heat fans are sitting here like with superstitions. They're not going to eat for three days. They're panicked, you know. They're going crazy. And Jimmy's like, I don't give a bleep. Like that, and and honestly, that's that's when he's at his best. And so, I, I I have said this before the series, and I'll continue to go with it. And it's why I asked Eric Spolster this question after the play-in as they're entering the Bucks. They love this position. They love this position. Like the one thing this franchise has never done is win as an win as a significant underdog in the playoffs. Has it ever happened? Has it? Has Greg? Has it ever no. happened? They ever? Right. Not, not as this, I mean, 2020 was the biggest underdog story they've ever been as a playoff team. Correct. And they would not have been a five seed if they had just taken, they, they took, they didn't take that last game seriously. They would have been a four seed, but they, they didn't care because they were playing Indiana anyway. So <clears throat> they didn't care about the home court. It didn't matter, but yeah, they would, so they would have been a four, but they, they've never won a series. Like, I mean, look, Spolscher's first two teams were lower seeds. They didn't win their first round series. Um, and, and, you know, so it's, it's just, and it's like Greg putting here in the chat. Yeah. He said, just, we're like Navy SEALs, just drop us anywhere, drop the parachute anywhere and let us compete. They love this. 
They loved this. And uh, they didn't want to lose Tyler Hero, but it makes them even more underdogs here, particularly if Giannis is back on Wednesday. I still, Greg, and I, was, I still do not think they're winning this series. I still don't even think they're taking it seven. But they showed more fight in game one than I expected. And if they have the best player on the floor the rest of the way, which is a tall task, okay, to be the best player on the floor when Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are also out there, then that gives them a puncher's chance in this series. So we will see. Um, yes. <laughs> anyway, we got stuff going on in the chat here. All right. Thanks to our sponsors. You break, we'll fix. That's you break, we'll fix.com. MarkBrownPA.com. Get your estate plan done. If you got real estate uh, legal questions, he can help you as well. Prize fix, use that code 5 F I B E. We also mentioned Better Edge. Uh, use the code, go to betteredge.com. Use code 5. That's number 5 RSN. We'll see you on playback on Wednesday. Subscribe to Off the Floor. We got plenty of new content that's going on there. We're manning that during the games as well. Just lots of content more than anybody else. You guys know that. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.